Hello and welcome to Your Average Critics, joined today by Chris and Ollie's, the uh, first episode where Obi hasn't been able to make it. Ooh, snap. Yeah, so you can throw shade in his direction. Still no sign of Joe, don't know where he is. Um, if you've seen him, then tweet us. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've had a look at the various film websites, doesn't seem there's been any like major film news this week. Um, What's the film news from last week? What did I miss about the Justice League? Who got their arsehole torn? <laughs> Who got their what? Yeah, asshole torn. Glenn agreed that it wasn't. It was good. It was decent. No, oh, I Glenn. didn't say that. I just said it wasn't terrible. Was Have you seen it? It's decent. I haven't seen it. No, Obi called me out, so I'm not allowed to see it. <laughs> we tried to see it in Cologne in German, but why? Well, actually, we didn't try and see it in German. We because Nee hadn't seen it, and Obi went to see it again. We had like twelve hours to kill before a flight, and so we went to the walk to the cinema. And I said to them, oh, is it in English with German subtitles or is it in German? And she was like, no, it's in German. And that would have been wicked. <laughs> <laughs> I said it probably would have made the film better. You know, because then you can't hear all the shitty dialogue. Yeah, that's but. true. What's, I'm, I'm Batman in German. Ich bin Batman. <laughs> ich bin Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bat is Flagermouse or something. That shows. Yeah. So what's man? Man. Flagermouse man. Flagermouse man. Oh my days, that'd be so nice. And then Spider is Spinner, so it'll be Spinner man. Spinner man, yeah. That's banging. What about Aquaman? Well, it'll be Vasa is water, so Vasa man, I don't know. I don't know if there's an actual word for Aquaman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Fraulein. Yeah, that is jokes. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you caved. Well, no. yeah, it, it was not better than he thought it was going to be, basically. Or it's better than he thought it was going to be. Well, you guys yeah. said that, you put on the chat that they, they made their money back pretty much on opening weekend, didn't you? Uh, no. For the budget? Well, from the they, budget. For the, they, yeah, not for marketing. Oh, for so at the moment, I think when I looked the other day, they've made 338 million and they spent 300. Yeah, I so mean... So they've made 38 million. For a film like this to do anything less than about 800 million would be absolute, you know... Do you think it's flop. only just because it's like... If people don't want to watch Avengers or Marvel, that like DC is like their thing, that this is like uh, I just that target audience. Or do you think like people would not really care? I just like don't you, think you've got I, I'm pretty sure you're Marvel over DC, aren't you? Yeah, probably at the moment. Yeah, I, I'm good for both, but yeah, I think Marvel are doing better. So. Can't imagine anyone would have such an agenda against the other or such a passion for one that they would refuse to watch the other. Because in it's like com- comic books, is just you know it's like a an overall thing like if you enjoy superhero films you should True. probably enjoy lots of you know I think there is a loyalty though isn't there there is there's a loyalty like yeah. oh I prefer this over that yeah. and it's like all the DC well, fans about now moaning that there's an agenda against DC from critics and I'm like <laughs> shut up they cut loads from the film though like loads yeah. Stuff. What, do you, yeah what do you mean to like make it shorter like, it should have been like near three hours but instead it was just over two what do you think they cut though I think they cut pivotal scenes of character building and I think they cut... Was it all just more... like one word line or one liners from each character? You know, like someone having a conversation and they just say one line. And uh, it's, and it's just like a sulky, think, sulky comment. I think something. Flash was that character, mm. but the rest of them did have quite a lot of dialogue. Oh, like, yeah? Yeah, nah, the... Aquaman didn't really. He was just, bro. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair to him, he wasn't in the film that much. Don't if you him. think about it, they cut a lot of his stuff. Because hmm. um, apparently there's meant to be a lot of dialogue between him and Cyborg or... Hmm. But I think because he, but so, so spoiler. The idea is that Aquaman isn't originally on board with it, and then one of these mother boxes gets taken from Atlantis. Atlantis. 
So then he's like, oh, I'm on board now. Like, Does he live in Atlantis? Yeah. That's his garden. Yeah. But like Obi was tweeting something about he he wants there to be more consistency within the DCEU because James, like someone was, a critic or an article was moaning about the fact that when they're in Atlantis underwater, for Mira, which is one of the Atlanteans and Aquaman to speak, she creates this air bubble so they can talk normally. Mm. And they were like, oh, you know, James Wan, Aquaman is going to suck if, they, if he does this. And James Wan, who's the director of Aquaman, said, oh no, there aren't going to be any air bubbles for talking in my in my film they'll just talk normally underwater so that's an, already an inconsistency right mm, wait hold on hold on no 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 because i feel like the air bubble was created to give them privacy rather than to have the dialogue but i don't know because it looked like if you see the scene before she creates that bubble it looks like they are like looking at one another to try and communicate but they can't without the air bubble but either way, it's not immediately obvious, is it? Because the only way True. they communicate is in that air bubble underwater. True. Um, and also things like the Amazonian uh, princess's dress was a lot skimpier in Justice League. Um, I, you know, it just little things like but that. To be fair, like, I think the little things, I think people don't actually think of that whole context. So like, Wonder Woman's costume may have changed because she's more modern now. Like The film that she was in... She was in... Yeah, but Wonder war. Woman's costume might have changed, but the Amazonians, they've been on that island, uh, and that island is not influenced by outside True, events however, they, it's been hundreds of years, so they could have changed. I, I'm just saying, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a point of view for both ways, I think, to look at it, and I think majority of people watching this film are taking a negative point of view rather than a neutral one. I think. True, true. Um, but I think the thing is, and obviously... People bemoan the fact I compare it to Marvel. They haven't had the chance to establish anything. Well, this is they haven't had. The, so they they do in, one they? they do one film where one one rule is like this, and then in the complete next film, they, they it's it's different. Like well, I don't know. The, the, oh, I thought you meant like so. Obviously, uh, Avengers had all the characters already built. In, individual movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe DC are going to do it just going backwards. Well, I think because what they're going to do now, they're going to do Cyborg, they're going to do Flash, they're going to do Aquaman, and then they're going to probably do Justice League uh, Batman, two. and then Justice League 2. Yeah. Um, whether... Is there going to be a Deathstroke uh, individual film, or is he going to be part Batman? Batman film. Because originally Ben Affleck was going to write scripts, he wrote a script, and then he was going to direct it. But then he decided not to direct it, then they're not using his script anymore. And then he's pretty much recently come out saying he's not sure how many more films he's going to do. He's mm. got contracted for two more. But they haven't started filming the Batman, as far as I'm aware. Which means it's going to be at least two years. I think they have. Oh, really? I think they have, because I'm pretty sure um, the guy who's playing Deathstroke posted something. Like a scene. Oh, okay. so, can I ask if Superman's in this one? You can. Uh, Do you so, want to know? Oh, yeah, I want yeah, to know. Yeah, he's in it, yeah. He is. Um, is he the guy at the so end? At the, very, like, oh, you. at the very beginning. That's not even in the film. That's been cut. Really? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, that was like yeah. the suspense bit, though. Well, it basically, uh, Superman's at the very beginning uh, on, a, on a recording, and this little girl is just asking him what he likes about Earth, and he just looks away and smiles. And we originally thought it was... He wasn't really sure what he liked about it, but I watched a video, and this woman was saying, oh, it's he's smiling because he's thinking of Lois Lane. And then that that yeah, whole maybe. that whole first scene is to show that his his attachment to Lois Lane, and then I was like, that sounds pretty interesting and pretty good. But then I thought about it and I was like, no, actually, that's pretty. That's a pretty rubbish stance to. She might be right, but that's pretty rubbish because we can tell from Man of Steel and we can t- tell 
from Batman vs Superman that he's madly in love with Lois Lane. He like nearly kills a whole yeah place of uh, as you know a terrorist in the Batman vs Superman film. Yeah, like, but just for her. There's so. also that scene in the second or third trailer for Justice League where it's like it looks like it's a dream from her, and she says something about her ring. Um, do you remember that? And he's standing yeah. in the field. That doesn't. That's not in the film either. Yeah, yeah, this um, is true. But then also the other opening where Batman is fighting that criminal, um, the guy who plays the criminal, he's also in Mindhunter, he said that that was supposed to be a comedic scene that Joss Whedon Joss Whedon did and, the, and, and, then and yeah, the studio recut it to make it a bit more serious, which is kind of like, they they got Joss Whedon in and told Zack Schneider to lighten it up a bit and then when they do, they're like, oh no, this is too... <laughs> they just, I don't feel like they know what they're doing. No, honestly... It might be beneficial if Disney just bought it and just took over the whole thing. <laughs> what, I don't know. Disney to doing, own DC as well. They're not doing a great job like, of Star Wars. Well, some would disagree. I think the Last Jedi is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I <laughs> we'll think Rogue One. It. I think Rogue One's pretty good. Yeah. Rogue One was great. Yeah. Um, but that was the spin-off. This is true. Still Disney. Still. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. No denying that. Well, I don't know. It's, we'll see. One yeah, month. we'll see. One yeah, month. see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm it? not going to be able to see it until after Christmas. So, oh. no spoilers. Uh, because I traditionally go and see it with Lauren's stepdad. So, we have a, That's true. It's an family, annual family thing for annual us. Annual well. Star Wars trip. <laughs> Annuals in the last that, two years. Two years, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. but. <laughs> fair know. enough, fair enough. We're going to see it together. Nice so. bonding moment. I like it. So, it have to be 2018 when I give my review, but you obviously can talk about it. And I'll That's just right. put my we'll, fingers we'll, in my ears. We'll probably end up doing a podcast with Glenn not being here, probably in Southampton. Wow. Yeah, yeah. fair problem. Or actually, not in Southampton. So <laughs> yes. uh, in. Uh... Southampton? Yeah. It's all right. It's a yeah. big old place. Yeah. So I don't think we've got any listeners that are out for my blood. We'll be on on Facebook spotted Glenn Pierce. Yeah. yeah. Paparazzi all over the place. I'm like, just give me my privacy. Um yeah. You're right, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> so what have we been watching this week? Did you watch anything on the flight to I'd Norway? No, but I did watch a couple of things, but I tell you what I have absolutely smashed this week, which I think both of you watch is Stranger Things. Yeah. 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 So what have you seen? All two, both series. Seen both series. Yep. Smash it out, which nice. was mental because it's like almost an hour uh, an episode, yeah. and twenty, uh, not twenty episodes, like nineteen episodes or whatever. I was like, that's almost twenty hours, and I have a forty-hour work week. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> that's uh, true. The hard life of being a TV watcher. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I saw um, a short article and it was just like all Netflix's original series ranked and Strange Things wasn't in the top 10, which I thought it would have been because people just rave about it. But I think that might be just because it's mainstream. I don't think enough people watch it. Mindhunter was in the top 10. Really? Yeah. Okay. But obviously that and Strange Things is totally different. Yeah. In the concept that you also like, got this is like, like sci-fi. Bo- you also got like Bojack Horseman and yeah, yeah. like the last couple of series of Arrested Development. So I think there's a lot of competition there. Fucking I think as well, I think as well, um, I don't know how many more older adults watch Stranger Things. Yeah. I think it's maybe more of a teen, Young. younger adult yeah, definitely. kind of drama. So did you series. watch both series like within a short space of time? Yeah, yeah, within a week. Okay, so what are your overall out. thoughts of both series? Uh, I really liked it. Obviously, I, I assume they tried to do something similar with the second series because the first series just took off so well. Mm. Um, so like she had all the Christmas lights up and then in the second one, they the had like the map. Mm. Um, so like that fam- that kid when he comes back to the house he's like oh my god not again <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> mum's gone mental yeah. <laughs> um, 
Oh, I really enjoy it. I love those kind of films where it's like there's something going on mysterious in this mm-hmm. small little town. But I hated it that only a few people know, but they don't tell each other what they fucking know. Yeah, so if I'm everyone not. does share a little bit, yeah. they'd all be like, no, mum, you're not going mental. I that was your problem with thing. Will, wasn't it? Like, yeah. he just doesn't tell people what's, yeah. what's happening. Really, if he had just told people from the beginning that a slug fell out of his mouth, <laughs> then a lot of problems could have been sorted, I reckon. Yeah. Um, no, it's good though, because like, I've seen, like, Super 8, have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of similar, you know, you're following the kids, and it's always the kids yeah. that stumble across the... I think they tried to do it though, they tried to make it so they had uh, kids similar to, is it Stand By Me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they have them four kids yeah. that yeah. have, like, really good chemistry, and that's what they tried to do with Super 8, tried to get kids who had really good chemistry, yeah, yeah. and I thought, I thought they did really well, actually, in that. Only to us, though, is it one of the kids the same from It? Yeah. yeah. It is? Yeah, 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 yeah one yeah, who plays Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's jokes. There was a big fi- there was a thing the other day about loads of people giving them stick because they uh will stick because he didn't like stand for an autograph with them. Yeah, and he was like, and he had an interview about it. And he was like, well, he saw some kids and then they followed him basically back to his house and then they asked for an interview uh for a picture. And he was like, no, because you just followed me back to my house. And I was like, fair play to him. Like they have like. Not giving him privacy. They've got to have a like, life as well. Yeah. Like, and they're like 14, aren't they? It's like yeah. madness. Like. That's the thing. Like, they're not going to have much of a quote-unquote normal childhood, are they? When you've got... Yeah, this is it. All yeah. eyes on them now. Like King Joffrey got out of the beers, but he's still going to have a bad life. <laughs> <laughs> a bad well, yeah, what if your acting career fails, you know? Oh, well, this fucked. is it, yeah. But yeah. I, no, I do enjoy it. So watching like the kids, the innocent of them and the naivety. Mm. But it's... I don't know. It's strange seeing if, however many series it's going to go on for. It's, or, it's really weird they've already how, said how they like watching the kids grow up so if you've yeah. you seen have you seen Modern Family yeah. yeah series one to now like Luke who was like a baby yeah. is now like 18 it's, 20 it's how, mad, I don't know yeah. he's, but... he's, um, he's part of that uh, Mensa. Mensa Mensa yeah he's well smart it's mad isn't it so he's so dumb on the programme <laughs> and he's so smart what did you, which series did you prefer um, probably the first really why yeah. I don't know, just because it was something different, even though it's actually exactly the same, same. as some yeah. of the things that I like. Um, but I, yeah, I just thought that the second was the exact same, but just expanded a okay. lot more. And what do you feel about the introduction of the new characters, Max and uh, Samwise? Samwise, yeah, I know. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. That was so funny. He's in it for Bear as well. I thought he wouldn't actually yeah. be in that much, but he actually was. Oh, yeah, but you knew, like, yeah, yeah he's not going to make yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I thought, they, I thought they did really well, actually, bringing the new characters in. But I wasn't expecting them to not, to be fair. But it is difficult when you have, like, a, a small group... So, like, the four kids, and then you have, like, 11, the new... Or, uh, I mean, she was really the fourth kid, wasn't she? Mm. Um, and then you're just like, how do you add on and this group expands? But I think it's because they had lots of little different groups. They had Stephen... I forgot the, his girlfriend's name. Um, um, oh, what is her name? Nancy. Nancy. Steve, Nancy, but then obviously she was close with Jonathan, so they had, like, a little trio. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, the mum and Hopper, the police chief, so they have their kind of little group. And then when they all came together, you're like, yes, this is a squad. I didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like the fact that they all had their individual You bits. didn't? No, because the whole point that, that Series 1 worked so well for me was the, f- the four kids interacting with one another all the time. I think it was... I think a lot of it was to do with uh, scheduling, I think. Because yeah. one of the characters is obviously... I know Power Rangers was a while ago, but he might have been post-production for a second one, I don't know. And then, obviously, you got the kid doing it as well, so... Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, 
New characters. You, you didn't like them? The I didn't like them being too separate, but I still thought every episode ended really strongly with cliffhanger and you're like... Oh, Definitely, yeah, yeah. But then what, what are your thoughts on the kind of filler episode, if you were? or the ep- Which one did you think was the filler episode? Not, not filler, but it was just so... It's so jarred with the rest of the series, episode seven, when she's with eight and her little band of oh, stupid cronies. Oh yeah, How, what did you, I thought it was terrible? But would you? Um, I don't know. I didn't like the fact that there was actually another kid that was like just yeah. okay out in the world, and because she was with her mum as well. That I think that episode at the beginning of that episode. Yeah. And that like had nothing. Nothing was going on. She was just like, oh, I just went and saw mama, and then she ends up leaving her anyway. So yeah, it was I didn't pointless. really see the point in that. I think they're trying to open up a, a new kind of side to it for future series, but just they should have kept it within the same tone of the rest of the series. Yeah, thing. Like, it really felt like you're watching something else. Maybe they were just in, yeah, like introducing though eight because potentially she's going to come up in series three. Like her her little <laughs> yeah. gang gets killed or whatever because of eleven leaving, and so she hunts down eleven to be like, "You killed my gang." Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It kind of almost reminded me of the TV series Dark Angel. Did you ever watch it? I think it was Jessica Alba and they had the um, barcodes. Never watched it? Okay. Well, oh, I heard about it, but yeah. I never saw it. Just, okay. we'll, we'll move on to it. I'm seeing it. So it's just essentially like looking for the other people with the barcodes, I think. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that monster from the end of season two is going to be too much, I think. They've gone very much from, like, one single monster in the first season, which was, like, you didn't really get a good look at it until, mm. like, halfway through the season. And then you're like, oh, my God, there's this, like, killer thing. Mm. And then straight into season two, there's a fucking army of them. There's this huge monster. You can't really get much bigger than that. And how do you go back on it to say yeah. that there's, like, a there's a threat that's smaller? But, yeah, you know, that kind of, like, the mysterious of, like... Um, the only thing I think they could go for is once that monster's killed, someone's been just orchestrating the whole thing maybe but then still that's not a great maybe there'll be a conflict within the group yeah well there's still something to do with her Eleven's dad you know the, the guy who's experimenting on her he's still alive isn't he well is Must he be. yeah the, it's, it said in the in the show um, the, the other scientist was like oh yeah he, no, he's still alive um, and then he goes to visit her as well although that might have been a dream but yeah it's heavily Implied. Oh, and is that his? Is that her real dad? Don't know. I thought Papa. it was, but I think it might. Be. Yeah, that's it, Papa. Um, yeah. And then, did you explain? Did we explain last week why Hobbs had Hobbs Hopper had all the uh, <laughs> had all the information underneath his? Well, we assume it's from his case files, right? Like looking into. That's what I thought. Bro. I just thought, why would Look, he leave? He's looking I, into the. I was like, the, why would you leave it in the it? house that Eleven's living in? That just seemed really dumb to me. But just, that's he's right, used on, that house as storage. Didn't yeah, it's not true. True. Cool. true. I don't know. I just thought maybe his dad was involved somehow. Ooh. Oh right. Another twist. Yeah. Chris Ooh. is thrown in a spanner. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about another Netflix show, The Punisher. So we've both seen all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to. Spoiler for details, I can't imagine you're going to be watching it. No, go go for it. So this is, uh, was it the sixth Marvel Netflix production um, after the two Daredevils, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist and Defenders. Oh, the seventh. Um, so it follows, Good it's maths. a spin-off. <laughs> quick maths. Oh, yeah, quick maths. It's a spin-off of Daredevil series two, which introduced us to the Punisher. So John Bernthal's uh, Punisher's family are dead. Um... Basically beats people up 
and he's already established as the Punisher as well. Was yeah. that anti-hero? Uh, well, I don't even know if you could call him an anti-hero. He's just a he's a guy out villain. for vengeance, really. And, <laughs> yeah, Punisher. Uh, and in some respects, you'd say he's right too because his family were killed and he has no idea as to why they were killed. Yeah. But but besides the fact that someone was targeting him. Yeah. So the end of series series two of Daredevil, he he dies, but. You know, people know he's alive, but only a few people. And then this is him, like, living covertly, but trying to basically hunt down and kill the people that he feels are associated with his family's death. Uh, and then, concurrently, there's a, a guy who's uh, a computer whiz called Micro. He's also assumed dead because he, people, the, he was framed by the FBI for leaking secrets or something. Anyway, there's all this, like, military conspiracy. There's a... FBI agent called Madoni. Uh, she's trying to shed light on a, a illegal CIA operation which involves Frank Castle, who's the Punisher. So it's all like different plot strands intertwining. Um, and yeah, basically, you know, obviously there's betrayals and blah, blah, blah. How um, does this one rank out of your other know, six, I seven? I like a really mixed opinion of it. Like, why? Some of it was a bit like meh I was like okay like what, what, what? I just I don't know there was points there was like literally episodes where I was just wasn't engaged and I, this is one that I actually sat there and watched you sure you while, while, while I wasn't doing anything I actually what? like because I was like I have to concentrate on some of these bits because he's talking about bits and I don't want to miss anything like key and I was like there was a really good episode don't get me wrong but there was episodes where I was like okay well this is just dragging on you're just killing loads of people and you seem to be having absolutely no problem whatsoever like yeah. not in terms of like oh I've killed someone I feel really bad like in terms of he could just literally kill anyone and get away with it and there would be no one like looking out for him or like uh, Madonna wasn't even going after him originally was she and then he saved her and then it was like oh okay well forget about Frank Castle for a bit killing people we're just gonna look into this other problem that we've got going on in the uh, F- where she work? FBI mm. so I don't know and I just thought, as soon, as soon as his mate was uh, like, oh, do you know uh, Frank Castle's alive still, to the other mate, I was like, what, you're definitely... Billy Russo? Yeah, as soon as he asked uh, the other guy who does the meetings, I've forgotten his name. Cl- I want to say Clive, but no, it begins with a C. Soon as, I was like, you're the villain. I was like, you are the bad guy in all this. I know you are. Yeah. But it's it's obviously going to happen. It was obvious because a friend is always essentially the baddie in these things, isn't it? It's like someone really close who can... Friend of me. Yeah, pretty much. And then the ending as well was I was a bit like, I would definitely have killed him. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get why he... Maybe it must it was... be some big villain that I don't I haven't looked into because essentially... According to IMDb, his name's Jigsaw. No. Maybe because he had his face like smacked. Basically, yeah. Frank... Like, this glass pane was broken. Oh, it was grim. And he got his face and he just scraped it across it and then just smashed his face into it and then gave him a few stabs, punched him a few times. Nice. I thought I the last thought episode Mad- was very, very boring. Yeah, I definitely thought Madonna had had her eye shot out as well. She just got hit in the temple. I mean, which yeah. is still damaging, obviously, but I I was generally thinking she had her eye blown I out. I thought she was dead. She was dead. Yeah, that was... um. I just let him... Oh. Is it like gruesome gory? Or? It's very, yeah, very gory, very gory. Incredibly yeah. violent. I do rank it up there. Don't get me wrong. Like it's out of the Marvel ones, it's it's up there. But yeah. I don't know. I think I'd put it third. 
after the two Daredevils. Okay, so what's your ranking then? Daredevil, Daredevil... Daredevil 2, Daredevil 1, Punisher, then... You liked Iron Fist though, didn't you? I didn't mind Iron Fist. The thing is, the first half of Luke Cage was so good that that would be right up there, but then the second half was so bad. So I'd probably say then Iron Fist... Uh, didn't like Defenders? I didn't mind it. I actually quite Def- like Jessica Defenders, Jones. Defenders, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. I mean, I've probably... I know I've spoken about this list before, and it's probably. I think it's a difficult one though, because it's a like rather than a film where you watch it for an hour, it's a whole series that you watch. Yeah. And they do all like fit. I think like a jigsaw. I think (laughs) John Bernthal's a really good actor. Like he does angry so well. Yeah. He's just like he's. Is this the Punisher? Yeah. He he played Shane in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he's beating people up, he's going. (gasps) I'm like, oh my god! Like he's scared of the fuck. Yeah. But um, I did think it got a bit repetitive. Like. It's basically, like, he doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't talk, talk, he's punch first and not bother talking later. Like, he literally will just walk up to someone, they'll be standing there, like, outside this thing. You just punch him in the back of the head, like, beat the crap out of him. And, yeah. and you're like, that guy hasn't actually done absolutely nothing to you. Yeah. So, in that way, I was a bit like, come on, like, how many people are you just going to beat up? Um, and also, like, he just gets. I mean, how he's not dead from all his injuries. Yeah, like, that is obviously. It's, you, do you yeah. think it's easier though? Because you were saying about the rage, like him being. Do you think it's easier showing rage? Because I thought that would be one of the easier emotions to act. I don't know. I feel you like can literally just stub your toe, and be like, and then channel that true anger. But I feel like, like you could think of like emotional scenes to make you upset, like things in your past, but things that make you angry like genuinely angry I don't know how I think like serious like you've got to just so it's like you and me are talking having a serious no. conversation and trying not to laugh yeah. <laughs> I think would be the hardest no thing. that guy the, the guy who's that, uh, that comedian who's now the rapper the one who's uh, man's not hot man's too hot yeah the way how he can sit there and say stuff with that, like <laughs> talk like that in real life and not laugh it's just he was on um, Soccer AM and he was oh it was so funny <laughs> But there's like a lot of the outtakes of like Will Ferrell as well because he's, he's he's amazing at improv. Yeah. And um, I, I watched uh, Eastbound and Down, and there's a a serious scene between um, him, uh, uh, Craig Craig Robinson, and shit. Danny yeah. McBride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like having a serious thing, and then Will Ferrell's just chatting shit in the rear. <laughs> and there's so many outtakes of them just <laughs> cracking up. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to take your mama out for a nasty dinner. And I'm not going to call her again. <laughs> but yeah, I thought like some... I thought Punch was over long. I don't feel like it needed to be 13 episodes. No, it definitely didn't. Like the last episode just felt really drawn out. Like they could have included him finding and beating up uh, Billy Russo in episode 12. Probably um, even, it's probably even at 11 there was so much stuff that they added for like yeah the subplot with Lewis the the gun crazed vet yeah what the hell that That's... felt pretty tacked on I mean I know what they're, they're trying to say something about gun control and you know the treatment of veterans but it just kind of felt like they they had the original script and they were like oh, this is only going to cover six episodes so we need to flesh it out a bit you don't need to why does it need to be 13 episodes yeah, Defenders they, was they, eight they kind of, oh yeah it was actually wasn't it I think they kind of just tried to show a different side to Punisher as well like that he is someone who doesn't want to take shit for like because he was pretty pissed off that that guy had done that wasn't he and I don't know it was I, yeah, I do I get what you mean I get what you mean that was uh, it was good but 
I don't know. Yeah. Just didn't 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 tick the bo- all the boxes for me. Don't do know. Don't know if I really want to see a series two. Yeah. That's... I don't mind him being part of Daredevil, but to see him have his own thing again, I don't know. Ooh. Well, I can't remember if he's good mates with Spider Man or if he's one of Spider Man's top villains. Like Punisher. Yeah, because it's like the really famous like comic book scene where Punisher's like carrying like a half dead like Spider Man out of some building, and people are like, basically, like, wishing that will be in the the Infinity War. There's no way they're gonna have the Punisher in in the MCU because it's far too violent. <laughs> like, the out of blood and. Injury. True, but he could be just traveling somewhere and then he sees like a big thing in the skylight and he could be like, oh my god. Yeah. He's not going to superpowers, is he? He's just a no, dude. Yeah. Very durable. Mental. Yeah. He can take a, take a motherfucking beating. Yeah, he got beaten as well. One of them absolutely pummeled. That's the... I, I prefer... This is going to sound horrendous, but I prefer this sort of more realistic violence to the stuff you get in Justice League where they basically just bitch slap one another and go for it. They are, they are really powerful in Justice League, though, aren't they? I know, but it's just... Yeah, it's, I don't. This I'm is, not like. This is, what, oh, this, is a, not this, is a, this is what I was trying to say though, like, and I, I don't. I think a lot of people wouldn't agree with me, but like, I know you've got like Thor, who's a god, and you've got Iron Man, who's in a robotic suit, and you've got the Hulk, who can basically destroy anything. But I, I believe in some respects they're all beatable characters. Like I feel, someone could take down the Hulk or shoot him off to a planet, and someone could just take off Iron Man's suit and just kill him. Or Thor, well. He seemed like he could be beaten quite easily. But the Justice League heroes, you just don't get the sense that they could be beaten that easily. Like, Batman, they made tried to make him more human in this so that he could be beaten. But Wonder Woman, she seems pretty untouchable. Superman yeah. is pretty much so untouchable. So you want there to be more, like, mortality. I don't know how they could do it, though. Unless they showed actually Wonder Woman getting a fatal hit. I don't know if she, if she, she got gets shot. A if, cut. Yeah, like, something like that. And... Uh, Cyborg, well, he just was... I know he got knocked away a few times, but he literally just would go into any machine and instantaneously... Be able to yeah, I mean, he his leg ripped off yeah. and they put it back on. Well, which is what he is in the comics, but like, I just don't know. Like, yeah, mortality would be ideal, I think, but I don't know how they could re- put that in. He's like the perfect phone charger, isn't he? Just got every USB socket. <laughs> Probably good. Anything Probably is. good, yeah. That's the thing. But, um, yeah. What was the original point? I don't know. You went off on that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah so Punisher. Punisher where would you put it then I'm kind of with you though like, I think a lot of the Marvel series have um, had really high points and then just really just like slumped they haven't ex- executed the ending very well I think mm. and I think a, a big part of it is because of how many episodes it is like, I think Agents of the Shield I think a lot of people do really like it especially season 3 onwards but there's so many episodes like to catch up now it's just like oh, what a drag kind of thing yeah. but um I don't know. Uh, Dead of one and two, yeah, they're, they're top up there. Uh, I did like Luke Cage. So that could potentially be better than Punisher. Maybe even Jessica Jones because I actually really enjoyed that. Because uh, I did re I did rewatch part of it the other day and I thought it was quite good. But yeah, it's probably up. It's top five, I'd say probably because I did I did enjoy it. It's just some bits where I was a bit like, oh, okay, whatever. I like and I like the the friendship that. Um, Frank and was it Micro? Micro. Made. I felt really sorry for Micro because basically, like, Micro's the computer whiz and he wants Frank to help uh, prove this government conspiracy 
so then he can basically be exonerated and go back to his family. Oh, God. Frank just treats him like absolute shit. Like, Micro's like, oh, let's, you know, we both need something from one another, let's just be partners. And he's like, so he spends like the first meeting between them torturing him. Well, not really torturing him, but he's like butt naked and he's like, bunt, beats him up. And like, he just keeps hitting him and just being like, I'm done, like, and, just, and he just puts up with it. Michael just takes all his shit and in the end is grateful to him. And there's me just being like, <sighs> I don't know. I felt I felt sorry for him, but yeah, I did like their bromance. And I thought Michael was actually a pretty good, pretty good actor. Mm. Uh, another Netflix show, which we've been watching. Well, me and you. Uh, Mindhunter. Mindhunter, yeah. So it's, I don't know if we've actually going. properly spoken about it. Have um, we not? I'm sure we must have. Have you finished the whole thing? Yeah. So is, I, it, is it not ongoing? I, is it, is I, it a I, finished product? So it's yeah, one of those yeah. ones that was just... What? I think Explosion. we didn't talk about it because we didn't want to spoil it. How oh, many okay. seasons is it as well? Just currently one. One, ten episodes. So it's... Oh, so it is an ongoing series. It's one that season two could be coming out. It's not, yeah, yeah, it's no, not they, completely they are, finished. No, no, no. They are going to oh, do okay. a series two, yeah. I believe. Um, yeah, so it's like two FBI investigators who basically... This I is like the beginning. The 70s, right? This is like the beginning of the behavioural science mm. um, tr- way of tracking serial killers, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, so the, is it almost dexter Esque. No, because that does follow the serial killer. Oh yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, so it's like a young, a young kind of. It's more like Hannibal. Yes. Yeah, the TV show Hannibal. Yeah. The it's like a young uh, FBI agent who's got some good ideas, and he has a partner who's older, but also you know like a bit more stubborn, but also similar ideas, and they like interview serial killers to try and help other cases. But yeah. I'm four episodes in. And there isn't really like, like a, a villain. Like it's just basically just them. No, it's going just to it's just a drama, places. isn't it? It's yeah. or a thriller. Or it's it's kind of like um, True Detective. Yeah, yeah. The first few episodes of that, when it's just Woody Harrelson and um, Matthew McConaughey just sitting there, like, you know, chewing the fat. But because um, you were asking if it's about them actually solving a case, was yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it feels so. There's been um, kind of a couple of scenes with an ADT guy. Like What's that? Go, it's like an alarm company. Right. Like he, he's going into their house to like install alarms, but he seems pretty sinister. So I'm assuming that he is a killer and that they will be investigating him. Is that, am I right? Don't know, mate. You have to wait oh. and see. You have to keep, keep on watching. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's 10 episodes and I'm almost halfway through and there isn't really any sort of overall plot. It's just kind of us following them on their exploration, which yeah. is interesting, but... Considering each episode's 45 to 50 minutes, I'm, yeah, well, I'm a bit like, you know, I want some more kind of motivation to carry on watching it. I, I just love that kind of like, you know, them finding out the behavioural science part of it, you know, how like yeah. psychology is this huge thing that they've overlooked massively. Um, and they actually talk to, obviously not actual serial killers, but people who are acting as serial killers. Because I looked that up and I think that was only on episode eight. That I looked it up and I was like, oh my god, they're actually... This, so I thought it was completely fictional. Like Kemp, Kemper, Ed, yeah, yeah. Kemper and Peter, they're real people. They're all real people. Damn. And I was like, shit. <laughs> Are the FBI agents real people? Um, I didn't check that part. Oh. <laughs> or I can't remember. But the rest of it, good? Like, I should carry on watching? Yeah, definitely carry on. I don't know what they're going to do about the second, because they do mention, like in the first two episodes, they talk about um, Charles Manson. Mm. And obviously he's only recently just died, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so... I don't know whether they'll get the opportunity because he was like, oh my God, what if we could actually interview him? So I always thought 
is there going to be a second season where they actually... Well, so they actually do pro- real-life interviews on this? No, no, no. no it's, it's, oh. it's interviews with people playing real. Oh, okay. Yeah. So but then Tarantino's next film's going to be within the zeitgeist of the Manson murders. He's doing one more? He's doing two more. Yeah, no, I, thought, I thought he was out of the game. I thought uh, that was it. He has... Was it... S- nine and... He said after ten he'll be done and his next one will be nine. His next one will be nine and he's going to do the Manson murders. It's going to be that a story... Well it's going to be well out of... I think it's going to be set within the zeitgeist of it in the same way that Inglorious Bastards was set within Nazi Germany but not necessarily right. about the war. Okay, cool. Is um, he doing a Kill Bill Volume 3? I don't know. And does that, does, I is doubt that, it. Is that included in his ten? Like, is Kill Bill 1 and 2 included in the ten? Yeah. I, think, I think it's... One, yeah, I think so. You've got Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, then you've got Death Proof, Django, Inglorious Bastards, and Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight, yeah. So Kill Bill must be as, as one because it's volume one and two. Um, and then yeah, you've got this man. So if he makes a volume three, it's gonna be part of it as well, potentially, but I don't think he will. I think it's too late. And also, Kill Bill volume two was shit, in my opinion. Like, you don't like Kill Bill. Kill Bill 1 is sick. Oh, right. Kill Bill 2 is not good. Kill Bill 1 is all the action. Kill Bill 2 is all the talking. It's all meant to be set in the same universe, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, so is it like they're kill, watching... They're watching fiction, no, they're watching Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was three jokes. Yeah. Hmm. The Tarantino. I've never seen, Tarantino. I've never seen Death Proof. It's so. not very good. No. No. I think he's got to be one of my favourite, like, movie writers, directors. He's mm. really good, isn't he? He's really clever. The, it's, I don't know what it is, but it's just the film. They're never really like in a chronological order, are they? They're all over the place. Yeah. But you're like, <gasps> start with the end of the film for uh, Pop Fiction. You're like, how do they get to that? Yeah, and the, the dialogue is just so like snappy. Yeah, that's it as well. They get such a quality cast as well to do everything. It's uh, quite um, it's quite good. I think I need to revisit Jackie Brown because I don't remember enjoying that. I actually much. thought it was alright. It was interesting, different. There's next. What's his favourite one then? Go on. Uh, What's your favourite one that he's done? Oh, I thought he. T- I thought he said what his favourite one was then. No, no, no. I. Mm. Me would love be Pulp Fiction or Kill Bill. I think. Well, I do love Django. No, it's probably Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs for me. Reservoir Dogs is good. What's the What's the uh, song they have in that? Steely Dan. It's um. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Someone where he's cutting his ears. That oh, it's a really yeah, famous uh, song and I can't think of it. It's not born to be wild. Oh, I don't know. look it up? Yeah. Looking for, it up. Makes for great podcasting. <laughs> it's like, oh. Nice got terrible memory for certain part things to do with films. Um, so yeah, I'll continue with my Hunter. What, what have you been watching? So I've been watching, um, I believe it's... Co- it's called Zumbo's... Stuck in the Middle with You. Yes, of course it is. Stuck in the middle with you. Got great soundtracks. So I've, movies. So I've been watching Zumbo's Just Desserts. <laughs> the hell is that? So, oh, what's happened here? Uh, yeah. So uh, I've been watching Zumbo's Just Desserts, and it's like so you know like Master Chef and stuff like that, where like it's a judging panel, and then people cook to be the best. Oh, okay. So this one is an Australian based. Show, I think he's Australian based or the chef's Australian. One of them, and he's a, he's meant to be a famous wacky baker. 
So he's okay. like almost like the Heston Blumenthal of the baking world. So it's like Aussie Bake Off. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And um, these people have to make the craziest desserts, like a dessert within a dessert within a dessert. And it's just like, God. what the hell? Did they call it Inception? Mm, I should have done. Cake for now. He literally, there was one thing where he had, a, he had seven desserts like layered in between each other. I was like, I was like does this even taste nice anymore? Like, really? Ever seen 6,000 calories on a plate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it. like epic meal time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, and so I watched, I think it's really good. It's really, it, I think it's more good because I'm more amazed by some of the things they cook, and I really do like cooking shows, so it's really good. Uh, I haven't finished it yet. I've, I've done 10 episodes of 13. Okay. Just finished 13 contestants. There's 12 contestants. Doesn't it just make you hungry? Makes me so hungry. <laughs> I'm so hungry, oh. mate. I'm like, oh. And then yeah. you go downstairs and you're just like snacking on That's whatever it, all the snacks, shit you yeah. in the cupboard and you're just like, <laughs> why can't I have this? What's the best cooking show then? Uh, I mean, MasterChef is pretty good, but it's, I don't know. Just... Do you like the competition format or do you like the format? I like where seeing the... what they cook and then getting critiqued on it. I really so did, you do uh, like the competition yeah. rather than like Adam Richards going to... Team Man vs. Food. Like I like versus, that. I like that. I, I like that as well. Like diners, drive-ins and dives yeah. and they just go to all these like... I like food rap. challenges as well. So like I watch them, some online, like uh, some people doing the challenges and some of them are rubbish challenges and then others are like, wow, how did you just eat that, <laughs> that boat? Like there was an impossible Big Mac challenge and it's like you eat four Big Mac large meals. Four, was it four? Or was it Six. One or the other, Horrific. and like some people do it in like just under an hour, like Furious P, who's like quite good. And this guy, I've forgotten his name, he did it in like five minutes. What? Yeah. He Blended it. It must have like no, vacuumed no, it. No, he literally was like, like munched it. I was oh just my like, God. and he had four milkshakes as well. I was like, what the hell? He like, must have raw brain juice. Yeah. <laughs> so he literally, he does that. He, he's not entertaining to watch. But I, just, I think I'm amazed by the amount he can consume and then it does make me hungry and I'm like, yeah, I want some food. Or what about like the Gordon Ramsay ones? Like where he's just like, <laughs> what the fuck is this fucking pun? I love watching Shit. that. I, I watched that one and I watched the one where he like goes to the fading restaurants and then he like Hotel, tries to do it up. Hotel, yeah, it? I think all these programs are so funny because like, the thing is, is that, like, I just don't get it. Like how you can be a judge of food because like, everyone has their own ta- different tastes. So I could like say you could hate something like I don't particularly yeah. like onions, but you, you might love them. And then, like, if Same I'm with... eating something and I'm judging it, I don't like the onions. I'm going to be like, well, I don't like this dish. Yeah, but we're, we are judging films and TV, and we've all got very different opinions. Mm. So but you, we're not giving might... out a prize at the end of the day. No, that's true. So, <laughs> so like, yeah. they're getting a million pounds or whatever. Uh, that's to... very true, yeah. Um, it's, it's all subjective. Yeah. But and... then, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I really like the cooking shows, and I think this one's quite interesting, so, yeah. Whether I watch this season two, there's another thing, like... I'm not going to religiously watch it, but... Yeah. I saw a video it's of... Um, so, Ramsey does that, but he does a kid's show now as well. So, these kids are, like, mate, doing the thing. Oh, but he's God. like, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. But someone's edited it, so it's all his insults. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> these kids are, like, crying. <laughs> I still never get over that idiot sandwich one. Like, how, could, how could you demoralise someone so much to put two pieces of bread over their ears and be like, you're an idiot sandwich? Mate, I got that from me at Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> that bread did not last long at all in that club. About five minutes. Yeah. Uh, also caught up with a TV programme I watched called Once Upon a Time. Oh, is that like the so fairy tale one? Fairy tale ones, but like... 
I would say more realism brought some, but there's magic. Dark stuff. Well, so this season it's uh, so I think we're on season seven. Um, basically, what's happened is we've had the first, I think, six seasons where it's about it's not about him, but it's a boy called oh my god, I've forgotten his name. Prince Charming. No, <laughs> Prince Charming is his granddad. Snow <laughs> his grandma. Uh, Emma Swan's his mum, who is more based. It's based on her. Who's Emma Swan? Uh, she's uh, she's she's the dubbed the saviour. So I think it's more related to her. But her son, what's her son's name? Can you look after me? Uh, uh, he basically this season is like I think it's seven years later or ten years later from some years later. I don't know how long. But he's grown up now. Like it's not the same. It's not the kid actor. Right. It's a grown up actor, and basically. The whole idea of the show is that so Henry Mills. Henry Mills, that's the one. That's the one. How old is how old is his character grown up? Does it say? God damn. No, don't worry, don't worry. Anyway, so basically, in the first six seasons or first five, I can't remember what season we're on. It there's a curse that's been cast on the fairy tale world. All the fairy tale characters have been brought to the real world, and they live in this place called Storybrook, huh. and they can't leave this area, and they don't ever leave this area. It's like the norm to just stay in this place. And then it's like basically uh, Henry Mills getting bringing his mum it, into Storybrooke and then basically trying to defeat the Queen and get everyone back to reality and thinking who... Because the, they don't remember who they are. They're like, they just think they're normal people. And then he's like, oh, but you're Prince Charming and you're Snow White and you're the evil Queen and stuff like that. They go on their adventures. It's quite clever how they incorporate all these different stories into this one series. But this one starts where Henry Mills like, I've got to live my own life. I'm going off. And they're like, that's fine. Then you see a few years later, and he's back in fairy tale lands for God knows what reason, and he falls in love, and then basically a little girl knocks on his door and's like, "I'm your daughter," and he's like, "I don't have a daughter. I don't know what you're talking about." And he's and she's like, "Well, because there's this book that normally has all the stories in, because Henry Mills is the writer, so I think they make it so that Walt Disney's like evil. I think it's Walt Disney." And basically, he's the writer, and he makes his own stories up, and he changes stories, and so Henry Mills can do the same. Okay. But in this real world, he's just an author, and and another curse has been set, so none of them remember it again. But they're not in this storybook place; they're in a real town. Is it a reboot? It's got the same characters in, oh. but less of the main ones. It's so yeah, technically, it's a reboot. This doesn't sound like something that you usually watch. Well, it's quite interesting. Like I like how they incorporate the different fairy tales into the real world kind of thing, and then like. Seven Dwarfs. Well, they were in it, yeah. No way. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, literally anything. You can, uh, Hades was in it. Uh, the witch from... Uh, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz was Peter in Pan. it. Peter Pan. Peter Pan was in it. Sure. Uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Uh, so basically, the whole Henry Mills family line is Henry Mills. His mum's Emma Swan, who we don't know who she is. Then, oh, I've forgotten who his dad is. But his dad's dad is Rumpelstiltskin. Rumpelstiltskin's dad's... Peter Pan, I think. And then and Peter Pan's dubbed as evil in this. So he's like stealing children rather than that <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, then his stepmom's the evil queen who's then married God. to uh, Robin... Well, no, falls in love with Robin Hood. Uh, Emma Swan, who is his real mum, she gets married to Captain Hook. Uh, oh, my fuck. His granddad, Rumpelstiltskin, gets married to Bella. Cause he's, what, from Beauty and the Beast? Yes, because Rumpelstiltskin is the beast in this. So Rumble so much retcon in yeah, there, man. Stiltskin like is basically called he's the dark one, and he's got like loads of bad magic powers, and he, 
And basically, he orchestrates loads of stories, so, like, he'll put something in place to make it happen the way it should happen. Um, yeah, so it's really clever. I think in the first six seasons, it's really good that they've got, like, Rumpelstiltskin as the main... He's not... He's like a villain, but he's an anti-villain at the same time. So there's points where he's doing it for his own agenda, and then there's other times where he's he looks like he's generally trying to help someone, but then you eventually find out he's doing it for his own agenda again. And it's crazy, it's good. I just don't know how this season's going to go so far. I'm engaged, but I'm like, mm, it's not the same as the old one. But it's, it's still isn't good, there, though. Isn't there a TV show called Grimm, which is similar? Like the Brothers Grimm? Uh, it's a Grimm the Grimm. The Grim, the, the is it demon. called the Grim? I think it's no, I think it's Grim. No, you're right, it's just Grim. Uh, that's a guy who who's got the ability to see the monsters. I think. Oh, okay. And they just start hiding in plain sight, kind of thing. So like, almost like Buffy po- the Vampire Slayer. I was gonna say like Pokemon Go. Oh, Pokemon Go, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. But, um, that's actually a decent program TV series. I've only seen season one though. But what, I think Buffy. Like, no, well, well, I've seen a bit of Buffy. Oh, yeah. oh Grim. Grim, yeah, I've seen oh, season we one. All, we also saw Buffy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Buffy Angel. Angel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so many series I'd love to I might watch check again. Out. Yeah. Mm. yeah, do it. It's, it's interesting. I mean, there's po- like, I think to begin with, you've got to like, stick it out for a few episodes and then it's like, yes, I'm going to watch it. See, which series I really want to watch is um, that one where they go into like a game. No, not a game. Uh, the icon for it's like a, a person standing like that in a circle around him. Westworld. Westworld, that's what I remember. Oh, much. yes, do it. Is I'd it like to see that. It's great. First season, I think they said, oh, I don't know what they said, uh, how much it was, a million pounds for the first opening scene or something. Really? So, wow. Better that. Have you finished American Gods? Yeah. Was that good? That was, I didn't enjoy that as much as Joe <laughs> sold it to me. I mean, I only wanted to see it for that bit when he was like, yeah, someone gets eaten by someone, someone's fanny. Does <laughs> he? <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. it was yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I I didn't enjoy that as much though, but definitely watch Westworld. Yeah, but I'm a sucker for that. I really want to finish the TV series. And uh, do you, do you have Amazon Prime or do you just watch it? No, no I say no, it's, it's got channels one to five, isn't it? True, 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 true. But uh, there's a film, there's a TV series called Sneaky Pete, which I think I did talk about in a previous podcast. So I really want to finish watching. It's just fun at the time to do so, isn't it? Really. Mm. I'd love to watch. I need to finish watching Lucifer, and I'd love to watch that. Um, that DC TV series that Seth Rogen had part in making. Uh, I don't know. It's not got a vampire. It's got a... I can't remember the name of it. It's going to really bug me. Oh, well. I started it. watching something yesterday called The Sinner. It's the a Sinner. TV show it's on, on Netflix. Netflix yeah. It's got Jessica Biel in it and Bill Pullman. So I've only seen one episode. Um, and it's not a spoiler because it's basically in the synopsis. But Jessica Biel's this... Um, like wife with her family and she goes to the beach um with her family and then like there's a, a group of kind of 20 something and they're you know getting off and they're playing loud music anyway she she just gets up and stabs one of them to death and it's like completely like at odds with and then bill <laughs> hormones a policeman who you know, it's like an open and shut case because she's like, yeah, I did it. Um, I'm, you know, she's obviously like remorseful, but she's like, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to plead she's not crazy. guilty or anything. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, he's like investigating it. He's like, it doesn't make sense. Like, you know, she doesn't fit the profile for killer, blah, blah, blah. And then his partner's like, it's open and shut. Why are we making this more complicated? Um, and then it ends with the trial and she's like, 
what do you plead? And then you see Jessica Bill about to speak. I mean, I'm assuming she'll plead guilty because she can't really not. But I, so I do see the scene where she kills this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, but obviously the police don't. And she admits it as yeah, well. True. That is quite interesting though, because it then you know, like for the police, if you you've got to look at every angle. But they've got like twenty eyewitnesses, and she has she confesses and like you know all she's this gonna, stuff. Okay, but part of the eyewitnesses, even if someone confesses, that is not generally the whole story, is it? But then mm. I don't know. I don't really know what the thrust of this series is. But then there are flashbacks to when she's like a really young child. And, like, her mum's uh, a bit of a bitch, basically. Um, and she's got, like, a, uh, a young sister who, in the flashback, is newborn. But she's, like, really, really ill. And, like, you see the baby and it's, like, blue and, like, horrible. And her mum seems to, like, mistreat her. So I don't know whether there's something weird going on there that might Im- impact her. Because there's a scene where she says her husband visits her in prison. And she says, oh, you know, I really want to thank you for helping me have a, some sort of normal life. And so you kind of think there must be something in her past that's caused her to do this. So it's interesting. I don't know whether it's going to be like horror. I don't know whether it's going to be psychological thriller. I don't know if it's just going to be drama, but it's interesting. It's called The Sinner. Sinner, Sinner, Chicken Dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to continue the... The Netflix theme. Um, unfortunately, we're not sponsored by them, but we just watch a lot of their content. Uh, Taking over the world, aren't they? Is yeah. we both saw that Jim Carrey documentary, yeah, which is does. called Jim, Jim and Andy. Yeah, Jim and Andy. The yeah. So it's it's the documentary about Jim Carrey reflecting on his method performance as Andy Kaufman yeah. in the nineties film Man on the Moon. Did um, you watch Man on the Moon? No, but no. I really want to see it. I do, but it's just it's like he 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 like goes full method acting like. Yeah, I saw the <laughs> trailer for it. It is mad. People like, were like, oh, like they started off like, oh yeah, he's a really good method actor, and then they're like, he's getting really fucking annoying. Yeah. But it's like it was like some sort of existential crisis because he was basically he was like, oh yeah, Andy was basically like speaking through me, and also like Andy Kaufman had this alter ego called Tony. Um, I can't remember the surname but so Jim Carrey was portraying Andy who was portraying this guy <laughs> and, he, and like the director says to Jim Carrey he's like oh so Jim you come around my house for dinner on Friday and he's like who? he's like oh of course like Andy like and, and he's like I'm not coming around your house for dinner Jim might be but I'm not and he's like oh my god can you just ask Jim then you see him next yeah. if he's coming around my house it's, it's, it's mad like to think like he, the, the thing that got me was like how he got back, like, you didn't really see it, but he had to get back to being himself after, mm. once it all been Jim Carrey's quite crazy personality anyway, Well, that's why I think maybe he is. But he also seemed yeah. deeply unhappy, because mm. he was just like, he was like, oh, I can't remember it verbatim, but he was like, oh, I, you know, put on these caricatures to, you know, make himself happy, but he was like, yeah, you know... I'm unhappy and all these things. And it was like quite like heartbreaking, really. Well, what is a Hollywood actor without some uh, demons? Yeah. But he did have his... Is he the one with the girlfriend? Who... Yeah, who committed suicide yeah. a couple of years ago. And his, his deaf, dad's death seemed to affect him quite a lot. Well, yeah. he was a prime suspect, wasn't he? Because they were like, this is our new Jim Carrey. What, the suicide? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, he went to trial for it, I think. I don't know if they finished it. What, for the, the suicide? Or did yeah. they think it was murder? Well, I think they were implying it might have been assisted. Oh. Oh. Fair enough. But, but um, I thought the fa- it was fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's, a, 
it's it's mad. It's mad. Like there's a scene um, where Kath, uh how was his first name? Sorry, I remember. Andy. His, yeah, Andy. I remember his surname, but not his bloody first name. Where Andy's like having an interview with someone, and this wrestler hits him. But did he hit him in real life, or was it staged in real life? Staged, because they were but friends. Then, weren't but they? then when Jim Carrey did it, Jim Carrey as Ed, no. Andy. Andy. <laughs> so many names. Uh, was like, just hit me. And so he did. And I was just like, what? And he went to hospital, didn't he? Yeah, you? and he was egging him on. Like, there was a wrestling competition and he egged the guy on so much the guy actually hurt him. So this yeah. movie actually came out of Jim Carrey. Yeah. Portraying. Yeah. yeah. What's it called again? I think it's just Jim and Andy. No, no, the film. Oh, Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon. Um, yeah, I'd lo- and he said that it helped with his performance for the Truman Show, didn't he? I Truman thought that Show was he... before this one, wasn't it? Yeah, but he was wasn't he doing this one because he was oh. doing the three major films and this one because he could he can I thought he said at one point he couldn't say no to anything because he was essentially nobody at this point. But he wasn't this film was after I think this was the late nineties, but he was he was oh. saying because he said he he wrote himself a check for ten million dollars, didn't he? Yeah, but I thought he said at some point that he took this job because. He wasn't really anyone, so I oh, assumed maybe. it was a long project. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I misheard it, but he, he. I think he was implying he did method acting for the Truman Show and stuff like that, mm. because that, I mean that's a really good film. I haven't seen it. It's on my Have you not? It's oh, mate. It is amazing. It's like you. You do think about it sometimes. You think to yourself, "Is this I, real? Is this real? Am <laughs> I being filmed?" Like, and he literally lived that for. Well, he had a film all about that. But like, he said that. A lot of the films he chooses are kind of typical of how he's feeling at that time. So Truman shows like obviously he's isolated celebrity paranoid. was being, you know, increasing and yeah, like he was obviously felt lonely even though everyone was watching him. And then Oh, Eternal, maybe that's where I mis- misconstrued it then. Okay. And like I guess the mask is like you know again that was his first like big sort of film like who is he like what was the three films it was Truman Show The Mask and uh, Dumb Dumb and Dumber no it was Dumber and Dumber uh, Ace Ventura and The Mask quality films all of them and then and then Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind was when he was in a dark place because that's about like forgetting um, if you haven't seen that, then that is that brilliant. is I mean it's a good way to become a successful actor but as Mentally, that's probably the where, worst. I did way feel to like do I'm thinking. Sorry, I'm thinking. Look, like, where was he in a place for Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, <laughs> no, but he. That's the that thing he was saying. Place. He created these like silly personas to like, I guess, mask how he was really sure. feeling. It kind of does shed light on whether this is the real Jim Carrey right now. Really, what projects he got in the pipeline? Where he's going to be an absolute? He looks like. I did. I did worry <laughs> for it? his like mental well being. Really watching it. Um, there was a thing where they went to the Playboy Mansion. Uh, Jim oh got invited, God, and um, so someone else dressed up as Andy. No, not the Tony. Tony, yeah. Tony character, and he thought it was Jim Carrey. So he's talking to him as if it's Jim Carrey, and then later on, Jim Carrey turned up, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was fuming because mm. he was like, "Who the hell is this guy? Just let in." But it was all staged by Jim Carrey, but but it also it was mad. some of it also felt a bit kind of exploitative because, like, as Andy Kaufman, he was talking to Andy Kaufman's widow and his dad, and also but didn't they say they found it quite nice? Yeah, but it, all, yeah. it but. Like, he was basically saying, oh, yeah, you know, the time that we did this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I love you, Dad. And they were, like, really emotional because 
I guess they must have felt that he was really encapsulating his performance. Yeah. But he also spoke to this guy's daughter, and his daughter had never met her dad. But then she was like, oh, yeah, I've met him now. But it's like, but it's not, yeah, you, you it's met Jim Carrey, who is playing your dad. I mean, they're the fools for uh, even allowing, even going on stage and allowing this co- this uh, communication to happen. So. Yeah, but then people like Danny DeVito and the director seemed really uncomfortable with a lot of it. Like, didn't, there's one point Danny DeVito's like, I don't want to be a part of this. Because, oh, it's when he gets cancer. So Andy Kaufman died of cancer in his 30s. And then Jim Carrey was basically like really emaciating himself and like shaved his head and was basically acting like he had cancer. And then like Danny DeVito was like, uh, even off camera, and Danny DeVito was like, oh, I don't want to be a part of this. It's like, is he, it's, is he too, the small one? Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's too far. That's crazy. It was a bit. Method like, acting is yeah. like, you just, you just lose yourself. Like well, Danny, Danny Day Lewis does that, doesn't he? Well, yeah. some people even die from it. Like, what's his face? Keith Ledger. Keith Ledger, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it does make me want to watch Man on the Moon. Tell you what. Loads of people want to watch, want to watch Man on the Moon now. Yeah, um, and it made me like, uh, you know, do you know REM, the band? Yeah. There's a couple of songs, so it's like um, Man on the Moon, like that was the film was named after it. And, and he was meant to be in it, wasn't he? Yeah, but if you listen to the lyrics, like you, it's actually that song's about Andy Kaufman because yeah. there's like, and the lyric is, Andy, did you hear about this one? Um, are you goofing off Elvis? And they, they refer to Andy Kaufman a lot during that song. But basically, they invited Jim afterwards to portray Andy in this t- music video and because Jim had finished production and everything for this film he just basically didn't turn up because he was like I cannot go back to being that character again yeah. it's too like damaging mm. well I feel I feel like the damage is already by far done that would mess you up yeah because you'd probably be like what happened this past year because I wasn't me I was someone yeah. else <laughs> that's pretty much what he said to yeah, you yeah. but really it's pretty yeah. much what he said oh. uh, but he must have pissed off a lot of people because he was a prick yeah he was <laughs> he was a massive like, prick it, wasn't it there was one part where he brought loads of uh, biker gang people over mm. to have like beers that was angels them. and I thought my god if you piss them off you're going to be done for they're not a gang they're a club <laughs> yeah that's it that's it but uh, yeah, Jared Leto does all this uh, method act. He, he was like hey, sending uh, Jared Leto. Oh, yeah. Jack. He was like sending rats or something. To but he Robinson, seems, apparently. as crazy as some of his characters are, he seems like he's quite controlling of his craze. So to do method act- acting, I feel like he directs some of his stuff. Because have you, have you seen only 30 Seconds to Mars videos? I've seen a couple. They are messed up. So I feel like he's in that mindset already. And then he can channel some of it to his method acting for like the Joker or whatever else he's done. I think he's been in uh, Blade Runner. And he was in that horror film, wasn't he? Uh, ages ago. Urban like, Legend. Urgen, Urban Legend. So uh, I think some people, it's better for them to method act. Well, not better, but they can channel it better yeah. rather than what Jim Carrey did and then was just like immersed himself. Yeah, but that is method acting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, know, he's I know. becoming someone else. I know. Yeah. That was to an extreme level. But it was to the point where I think he didn't even think of it as acting. He was Andy Kaufman. Mm. So, and that was, that was, that's the most like disturbing part of it, really. What, what were the two clips like? So they showed one clip of him on the Oprah Winfrey show, which I'd already seen, about him writing a check for 10 million in five years' time. And then oh, yeah. he did that. And there wasn't that, was there another scene? Was it a graduate ceremony? Well, there was one up? where he goes on that black uh, guy's TV show and he is pretending to be drunk. And he takes a swing at him. But that's as Andy Cowan? No, that was as Jim Carrey. What was it? Yeah, so was the Oprah Winfrey one. They were, basically, they were just like flashbacks to Jim Carrey. Yeah, I knew the Oprah Winfrey one was. I just, okay, that's the other flashback then. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah. I'd recommend it. It's very interesting. Yeah, and definitely the Truman Show. 
Yeah, if, no, that, that, no, that's the if, if you haven't watched time. Uh, Dumb, Dumb and Dumber and The Mask and course, or Ace course, Ventura. Who hasn't seen them? Well, you haven't watched a Truman Show, mate. True. I haven't seen Dumb and Dumber 2, though. Have you seen <laughs> You've seen that. Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind? I don't think so. That's that's a brilliant film. Yeah. Uh, can, you t- can you message me that one? Yeah. And the, and the Moon one. Fair enough. I'll well, I'm going to talk about a film that I've seen. Oh. Um, our favourite, Halle Berry. Oh, don't say you watch yeah. Kidnap. Oh, we talked about that. Like, yeah, it's so shit. No, I watched, so it's called The Call. Okay. And oh, it is about... I saw the trailer for that one. It looked quite interesting. It is really good. Yeah, uh, okay. It's a big thriller. I wouldn't say so much a horror, but it Chuck keeps, that in there as well. Keeps you on your toes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so it is. She is playing um, a call operator for the emergency services. So you know, no, 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 no more man in America. Mm-hmm. How can I help you? Blah 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 blah. Um, and so essentially, that um, she is on the phone and something terrible happens there's a kidnapping and she kind of like loses it um, and she gets taken off the phones because it turns into this huge case that she had made a mistake mm-hmm. and fucked up um, and so everyone's kind of judging her she's on the news well not her but th- this what happens is on the news mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it's her uh, internal guilt so she's like I can't ever be an operator again yeah. because I caused this really bad thing to happen yeah um, so she then goes as a um, like a trainer to train up new people for getting ready to be on the phones and then suddenly a call comes in and it is relating to the first incident right, okay. but she doesn't know it to begin with she's just like okay I'm just going to go in and help out this person who's struggling on the phone turns out that it's a, a kidnapping um, that is again related to the first instance that she was freaking out about um, and it is really, really good because you're following her, not so much, um, but you are following the storyline of the kid who's been taken, but as Halle Berry, like, okay, you've got to do this, 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 because you want to fucking survive, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're also following this, the kidnapper, who's then, like, in this, like, struggle, because everything that he's doing is... Um, just falling apart because Halle Berry kind of knows him on yeah. a secret level. Um, but it turns out it t- it turns into a really good suspense film, um, and eventually she goes forward as she's. I'm gonna go rogue and find this guy myself. Okay. As she does, she's back, man. She's back. She's back. Is this new? I don't know. She's back. Well, she's I'm just back from like Catwoman because she killed her career. Then <laughs> I think she's killed it again. With her, to be fair. She did a TV. She does a TV series on Amazon. Yeah. I did watch the first season. I watched the first episode. What's it called? The Expanse? No. No, that's a um, film, I think. Oh, no, is it called The Expanse? Oh, no, it's a sci-fi one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I cannot remember where he happens in it. That says, that says volumes about it, really. <laughs> um, She's probably going to be in the next X-Men. No? Well, it depends if they get taken. Well, no, yeah, she will be. This is what makes me think that when the takeover happens, it will have the rights to them cast. Mm, I don't know. I think they need to re jig it don't they like I don't think anyone would be too fussed if Halle Berry wasn't Storm anymore no no but then got the younger cast is what I mean oh right coming up to be the new cast aren't they yeah oh right yeah we need to do a, a projection for next year for what films we we want to watch yeah well there's a few films I want to watch at the moment what's uh Battle of the Sexies has just come out I want to watch that mm. and I really want to see Daddy Daddy's Home too <sighs> I'm not bothered about that. Why? Apparently it's quite funny. 
Um, it looks great. There's another film though. There's another. So it's no, no John Oh, Suburbicon. Yeah. I came out. I yeah. want to see that. And Matt Damon's in that. Have you seen the trailer for that? Downsizing. Shrink film. Yeah. Downsizing. Yeah. That looks what? sick. So what was what's it's Suburbicon? Oh, the one where he's on the tricycle in the in the yeah. yeah, yeah. And the downsizing looks pretty jokes actually. I also really want to see the disaster artist with James Franco and Dave Franco and Seth Rogen. That sounds like it'll be hilarious. Yeah. But I've seen the film that that it's about. Oh really? The room and that room it's terrible. Is it? Yeah. But the like James Franco from the clips I've seen looks like it's this really good performance. Like you've seen the trailer where he comes out of the thing, he's yeah. like, I did not hear her. I did not Hi Mark. And it's uh. just like <laughs> you, when you watch if we if you've seen the film The Room, then you know that how terrible that is and how well he's doing it. Okay. So I think I it, might watch the room. I love before, everything they like James Franco, Seth Rogan, even Dave Franco. I like they're they such good chemistry. Yeah. It's, uh, when's it out? December 1st, which I think is next Friday. What's that? Let me know when you go and watch it. The uh, Disaster Art. I'll, I'll, see it, I'll see it Sunday before the pod, maybe. Okay. If it's in Beckham Odeon, then, like, maybe. But I can't imagine Beckham Odeon's going to show that sort no, of film. but I'll tell you what. We'll try and watch it. People underestimate him, but James Franco is actually a well good actor. James yeah. Franco or Dave yeah. Franco? I, well, Dave's good as well, but James is actually a really sick actor. Like, he can do performances really... Like, that one he did with, um... Not Seth Rogen, uh, one who was in Superbad. Uh, Jonah Hill? Yeah, the one he did with Jonah Hill where he put, he's pretending to be Jonah Hill in the film. Yeah, well, it's called, um, was it just called Truth or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, something like that. That was really good. Really that good. That was just like a drama. Uh, yeah. And like, he can actually do dramatic roles. Yeah, so apparently he does loads of mini films, but no one really pays attention he, he to. Does he does seem like it. he's incredibly hardworking. Yeah, he, he, he does stuff that he wants to do as well as stuff that he needs to do to get the money. And he did that. Um, yeah, they, they just seem they have a laugh, don't they? Yeah, like, that's like, it. Like, Especially like, yeah, that this is the end. Yeah, so actually having the best time ever <laughs> in that. Oh, mate. I even think he's quite. I, I like the variety of roles that he takes. Like, they might not always work, but things like Spring Breakers. Yeah, um, I mean, he does that act really well. Yeah, but it's just the film itself was just 127 hours. Like he's quite yeah. a versatile actor. Well, this is this comes up in this is the end, isn't it? When they go through <laughs> the floor and he's like in the basement and he's got like the Spider-Man board and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is from all the movies I've done. <laughs> Pineapple Express. Yeah, yeah. I I think he's a really charismatic charismatic actor. Yeah. Um, his brother's got a lot of you know big shoes to fill, though, isn't he? He's yeah. doing alright though. Although his other brother, no one's heard of him. No. It's like the Hems- Hemsworth, they've got a third brother. Yeah, he's an older one, well. I think. He's an artist. Well, there's three Hemsworths, only two of them are famous. That's true. Although That's... the other Hemsworth, I don't know his name, like Liam or something? No, no I think that Liam he's famous. Liam is one of them. Yeah, oh. Liam's one in Hunger Games. Let's call him Dave. Yeah. Um, he plays Thor in that uh, scene with Matt Damon in, in Ragnarok. No way! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know Matt Damon's playing Loki. Oh, His, yeah, yeah, their, yeah. Their third brother plays Thor. Is it? That's yeah. jokes. Like, so I loved when Matt Damon was in that. That was the that funniest was thing. He looked a bit like Snape, though, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned it in this podcast, but you know Matt Damon has this running joke with... Um, Jim, is it Jimmy Kimmel? No. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, he... that, is it Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. It, or is when it the they... other guy? Jimmy Fallon? Oh, no, no, no. Where they hate... Where they hate each other. Yeah, yeah. Is it Jimmy Kimmel? I think so. I can't remember. <laughs> all... No, nah, it's not Jimmy Kimmel. No? It's the the, the youngish guy. I don't know. Well, who's Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy yeah, he's Fallon. another one. Jimmy Fallon's the younger one. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah it's Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel sure. versus Matt Damon. But then doesn't he do an impression of? Oh, he does an impression of someone, doesn't he? Who? Who's this now? Matt Damon on that show. No. I don't know, but he has a running joke with Jimmy Kimmel that they don't like each other, and he always sneaks onto the show to like take the um, mic and stuff. And then obviously, I didn't understand it to begin with because I didn't know Matt Damon was in four, and there's like a set production, and the, and Jimmy Kimmel was talking to um, Hemsworth. Which Hemsworth is this? Chris. Chris Hemsworth, and he's saying, "Oh, you've got someone I I don't really like uh, staying with you at the moment." He's like, "Oh, you mean Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's." He's all right if you get to know him. And then they're backstage and it's got a Tiger YTT. Is that his name? I'm impressed. I oh, know, mate. And then you've got uh, Mark Ruffalo. And then all of a sudden, the camera, you can see in the corner, like Matt Damon's head just there. And I'm like, why is he sitting there with him? And then, like, obviously, because he was in the film. And it's just, it was just quite funny, really. So, good sketch they have going. But, yeah. Great banter. Yeah. Good banter. Good chemistry. Jumanji good must be out soon as well. Can't God. wait for Jumanji. I don't know if I really want to see They've got good chemistry. Can yeah. Like I just yeah. don't like that. Like, if Jack Black is going to pretend to be like a teenage girl the entire film, it's just going to really annoy me. Yeah, I mean, that probably is going to get quite tedious. Quite like, fast. oh my gosh, I'm a middle-aged fat man. Like, great. Just sharp. <laughs> Nobody's shaming me. Oh no, slut shaming. <laughs> slut shaming Jack Black. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go and see Disaster Artist and Battle of Sexes and... Well, so that's 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 yeah. Can't surprise I even remember that name. It'll be Oscar season Daddy's home too. Yeah. Uh, sorry, mate, busy this week. Let's go. <laughs> Oscars, yeah, coming back to the Oscars. Done a year. I know, man. Have we actually done a year now? No, it'll be f- February, will be a year. Why? Well, because that's when we started this podcast. No, I don't believe you. I mean, it's a year ago since last November, but. True. <laughs> a year in this podcast, not quite. Um, anything else that you want to talk about this week? Um, no, mate, there was one other film that I watched, and that was. But I don't think I'm going to do justice because I don't think I did. The cool justice, but um, it's called ten. Uh, the ten year plan or ten year plan. Um, it's about two friends, um, who have. One is very much a player, and one is very much a uh, wants to settle down. Um, oh, sort of like me and you. Then. <laughs> 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 um, and they're like having a dinner because, with the guy who's who wants to settle down, you know, like gets stood up again, and he's just like. What is my life? Why is it so shit? Blah, blah, blah. So they're having a dinner and they're like talking. If, you know, you know what, mate? Because you, you really want to find love. If in 10 years time you don't find love, I will marry you and we'll like have, have our life together. Um, and it turns out like, and it says like uh, the next scene is like nine years, 10 months and how many days later. Oh my gosh. And so he's, he's starting to freak out. So he's like, oh, I really need to find my mate, someone to settle down with. Otherwise I'm going to have to go through with this bet. Yeah. And it turns out that, you know, he does actually, because he's known his friend for so long, after 10 years or whatever, um, and that he finds, you know, these feelings deep down trying to, whilst trying to set him up with someone else. <laughs> that he actually loves him. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, and, it, yeah, it's a really nice story following these two guys. Um, they're gay, just so you know. Okay, that, before... wait, okay, that makes more <laughs> sense. That's right, I'll love you now. Um, but yeah, no, it would have been weird if they were just heterosexuals then marrying each other. Yeah. That being said, I have a you know I have a bet with Obi that you know if this doesn't happen, me and Obi are getting married. How? Uh, what's the time date? What's the date stamp on it? I think we said five years, but maybe that's not long enough. It's amazing that you bring this up when he's not here. Yeah. Well, he knows about it. Does he? he? Does his mum's not pleased? <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, really really good film. 
Um, okay. And it's and interesting it, to see the dynamic of actually having two, I you know I don't want to you know say it like this, but having two homosexual characters as the leads, and they're both playing exact opposites of so one wants to settle down, one is pretty much a player, but they they do. You know they have such great chemistry. Yeah. Mm. Who plays the cat? Who plays? The... I have no idea. Oh, okay. I don't think I don't know if it's Netflix or just like an independent movie. Oh okay. Um, but it's it's really really good. Mm. I was talking about a a queer film last week called The Pass, which had two head homosexual leads. Yeah. It's about footballers, which he said was really good. Oh yeah. I guess that's kind of more out there, isn't it? Because to be footballing, footballing well, this is the, this, the, I, think, I think that's the whole point of it like they had to keep it quite discreet well I mean in this the guy who is pretty much a player is a cop and you think out of all you know all people I know obviously to be a police officer you have to be very aware of people's um, you know diversity and mm. people's different orientations and sexual orientations things like that but you know he just does it really well because yeah. he has a partner who's obviously a heterosexual but they're playing this bantering with each other oh he's really like, okay he's like showing him like pictures of grinding he's like you really don't want this cock <laughs> yeah. and he's like okay I'm going to take you out for drinks tonight where do you want to go and they end up going to a gay bar and it's just it's yeah it's funny oh that's jokes seeing that that chemistry as well because yeah. I, it would have been very awkward because I thought at first because they're having a banter but he's like uh, know what you're doing because you know you yeah. might get that feeling like in a gym kind of atmosphere like oh you're going to be checking out other guys mm. you know sort of thing but it's not that it's completely opposite and they have this really good relationship which That's I good. liked so it's quite a progressive film in terms of its kind of sexual politics would you say yeah yeah nice one sure you're getting a lot of that now aren't we I saw a thing the other day and it was about how um, how back in the day like having a disability was seen as being a villain so like Quasimodo Frankenstein Whereas now you're getting like the exact opposite, aren't you? you because got, people are like, there's that film Wonder with Owen Wilson. That's what I was about Jim to say. Wilson. Yeah, I actually really want to see that. That's quite. Um, What's that about? That kid, he's it's. I don't know what he's got, but his face is oh, a bit. Oh, um, I've heard of that one. What's I don't know got? if it was like a burn or something. Or Maybe it might be just a disfigurement. Yeah. Um, but it's about him getting confidence. Isn't yeah, it? and he's going to the school for the first time, and they're like they're worried that he's obviously going to get like bullies. bullied, and then the films about. Disability is great that they're increasing, but it's still able-bodied actors that are playing these people. Like there's sure, that Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal film coming out where he yeah. plays the Boston Gets marathon runner, legs. who's yeah, has a double double leg on the, on the, You just think I like, do I do agree that maybe more people with these disabilities should play these roles, but then at the same time, isn't that an actor's role to play someone else? True, but there are disabled I mean, actors who are you know unable to get work because there are able-bodied people playing the role it's like if every every film with homosexuals in were played by heterosexuals you just think yeah you're you're trying to push like diversity of the stories you're telling but you're not pushing the diversity of but if jake gyllenhaal wasn't playing it you'd be like what is this film who is that person this is it it's that name isn't it true but that's you're never you don't get you don't get someone with mental health problems to play hannibal lecter do you no but there there are certain (laughs) things but if you're playing like uh, someone with an an amputee then you're cgi how many how many i know i mean this is maybe this maybe increases your point but how many really famous Amputeed actors are there out there? None, because but this, no, I know it, of. this is why it increases and, your, it increases exactly. your point, and then almost goes against your point a little bit as well, because it goes against it because you want a big famous actor in your film, but then it goes for you because no one's given them the opportunity. But then this to do sort it. of film, that like the emotional weight of it is yeah. probably gonna make people see it, and True. also like you're talking about ten year plan with 
people that you don't know. But I mean, I don't know whether those actors. It turned themselves. out to be a good film. Yeah, I don't know if they were gay or not. They might not be, True. but you know, it well, that, it's like Modern Family. One of the guys in that isn't homosexual. Yeah. One of them is. I mean, I'm not saying that every character who is disabled or is homosexual or you know whatever yeah, should yeah. be played by someone. But when you've got like sometimes you should make the point to put someone in that role, but because you've got yeah. the opportunity. I mean, it's like, everyone, it's like Andrew it? Garfield in the film Breathe, like. He he was he said, which was quite like honest of him. He was like, "Yeah, it was hard to play the guy who had polio." But he was like, "But after every scene, I was able to get up and walk about, and he never was able to do that." Yeah. So you just sort of think like, obviously they're good actors, but there needs to be more for me anyway. More uh, disabled roles for disabled people like um have you ever seen the the, he's a british actor he's got silver hair and he's had thalidomide so he's got like kind of disfigured arms but he's in like american horror uh american horror story freak show he was in that one that channel 4 did a few years ago about disabled people but i mean he's like a fairly prominent actor but he's still not in like anything mainstream true I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Because, I mean, this was... I think we actually talked about this a few weeks back as well. How, like, if you're a writer, how do you write a story that properly... Probably? Properly um, reflects the person who has gone through this... Yeah. I think we were talking about a disability or if it was... Um, like, like someone... I can't remember. Yeah, if, we, like, we mental health. Yeah, if, we, yeah. Like, um, you know, like how, how does a guy write about a woman character who's experienced oh, it something. About, it was about that, um, that TV, Atypical, wasn't it? As someone who has... Mm. Um, Asperger's. Asperger's. A, uh, yeah, how can someone... Uh, yeah, yeah, that was it. it. Yeah. Who doesn't have it, in fact. Yeah. yeah. But then, that's, that's one where, could you put an actor in it who has... Uh, as, what was it again? Asperger's. Yeah, into a situation, because maybe they'll feel really uncomfortable to, like, having all those people around them. Yeah, but, then, but I suppose it depends how severe it is, and I think. Yeah, but, but then if they were uncomfortable, but they probably wouldn't be an actor. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Yeah, yeah. Kudos to you on that one. You you win that war. I mean, it's it's one of those one of yeah, one yeah. of those things. I mean, it kind of feels like Hollywood does these things in stages, like you know. Oh, Hollywood's so fucking. Yeah, but it's like they no, 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 no. it's like, like they, they the, don't the stories they've had over the past two yeah. years. But it just feels like they Christ. don't do they don't try and they're not cover all, enough, are they? They don't do it all at once. It's yeah. kind of like okay, well this year we'll focus on homosexuality but, and then we'll do race and then you know disability will become later. You know, like I agree with you because like, I think like they, they should have more this disabled actors doing the roles of disabled characters and maybe if they do want to have it so they have famous people in it, they just have. A secondary yeah. main character who then or have like a famous producer like Jake Jane I'm not I've not seen his film and I'm not saying that he shouldn't have played him I'm not yeah. saying his performance would be bad but I just kind of feel like is there is there no one in a similar situation that could portray this person and obviously yeah. it, I think it does have the blessing of the actual guy mm. so I'm, I'm not saying like yeah you've got to please that audience yeah you? Yeah. Does, does the guy in the Punisher have? Is it? Is that? I don't know. Is he? Is he? Okay. The one amputated leg. I All I know. think about is um the guy who uh, is in the wheelchair from Glee. <laughs> so there's yeah. there's just a video of him getting up and I'm like, I didn't know the yeah. guy was like what? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's lies. Yeah. The guy in Breaking Bad though, he's got he's in real life. He's got yeah, that, but he, he exaggerated his okay uh, cystic fibrosis. Okay. Cerebral palsy. Why did they make him exaggerate it? 
Uh, Is I it think, to show? Well, I think because the struggles of that family trying to keep up yeah, the payments of everything. I think, maybe. I think, but yeah, I mean, thankfully, I don't know of any actor who's tried to portray a Down syndrome person. That'd be horrendous. Um, South Park. <laughs> although there is, what's that one that Johnny Knoxville's in? Do you remember that one? He, he tries to go to the Special Olympics. It's called like the Ringer uh, or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought that was so like distasteful. Well, this is it. So some people would essentially, and I don't, would find it humorous, and yeah. some people would think. Oh. I, I remember first watching Scary Movie when he's off the Dewey. Oh my gosh. Doofy, that's yeah. his name. And I was, and I was, I found it hilarious. And I rewatched it, and I was like, I don't know whether this is like distasteful or if it's because he's not portraying any that I'm aware of any particular disability. He's just being stupid. So I think that's... the whole film was stupid, mate. It's whole it's hilarious that film. But yeah, so that was a bit of a. But yeah, was it, a bit was deep. It an interesting topic of conversation. Was. Yeah, if you've got any thoughts on anything we've spoken about today, uh, please do tweet us at Podcast 17 You can uh, follow us, you can share our content, give us a five-star review on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram under Your Average Critics. So please do uh, tweet us with questions, comments, topics for us to discuss, films for us to watch. We would love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, we'll try and watch some film, some more films for next week and stuff <laughs> yeah, that's preferably not on Netflix. Well, I think I'm going to watch loads of stuff on Netflix now, just some random bits and pieces. Netflix, sponsor us. we got to come up with something for next week. Oh yeah, what should we watch? I still want to watch that Mudbound. Who? Mudbound, it's the one that I think Obi mentioned it. But it's on, it's on Netflix, actually. Oh, Mudbound is. <laughs> Mudbound is. Uh, cool. Cool. Yeah. All right, peace. All right. Bye.